For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Back on the Boss Man Show, friend of the show, Byron Smith, Prairie Panthers, SWAT Conference, 7-4 on the year, 6-0 in conference play. Coach Smith, good to talk to you again. How's life, man, down there in Prairie View? Now, life's good, uh, my, my friend, and thank you for having me on the show. Always excited to be able to spend some time speaking with you about our program. Um, obviously, we had a little bit of a pause, um, which everyone is kind of going through, so it's kind of expected from time to time. Um, but we're, we're dealing with it. We'll be off about a week and then we'll get back uh, to the floor and hopefully we can continue our winning ways, um, you know, in conference play. Now, Coach, this year's been mirrored with just stops, starts, everybody in the country. And how mm -hmm. have your young men persevered through this? You know, you had some games canceled and postponed in the past, but just talk about your, your team's resolve and your mental makeup of your guys to fight through all this adversity. Boss, I'm, I'm so proud of my guys. I mean, obviously it's tough. It's tough for us as grown men. You can imagine what it's like for younger, uh, young adults that 19, 20, 21 years old, that um, that's all they've ever really had that's been consistent in their life. The love of their family, the support of their family and basketball, uh, I'm pretty sure for as long as they can remember, but not, not knowing that if you're going to be able to play and, you know, um, if you're going to be able to practice and, you know, if you're going to, you know, you're off two weeks, sometimes three weeks, some schools, 36 days. I mean, it's just been very difficult, but I'm really proud of them because um, the thing that we always talk about with our guys is the, is focus on what you can control. The things that you can control, you know, every day is your, your, your attitude, uh, your effort um, and your execution uh, on a daily basis. And we've, we stayed true to that and uh, they have done that. I mean, they, they have really, uh, put that in a headlock and 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 made it you know part of their DNA, um, and they've answered the call each and every time. The the attitude's been great, uh, energy's been great, effort's been great, and they've been a tough, resilient bunch. So I'm really proud that they've been able to go through some adversity and come out in a positive way. We still have ways to go. There's still a lot of basketball to be played, but up until this point, I'm really proud that they've really been able to uh, endure uh, uh, some tough situations, uh, but be able to make the best of it. And it's a blessing, Coach, to play 11 games so far in this year already because some schools, like I said, haven't played three or four games, five, six games, and they're, they're done, right? So if you get 11 games in, got a little bit on, on a roll here, you know, kind of building towards that March because really, that's when it really counts, that SWAT tournament. So I feel like, Coach, even though you're you having a pause right now, you're going to have an opportunity to build back up that callus, get back in shape again, and make that run you want to make getting that sweat and we get that tournament getting that big dance again absolutely boss you know tough times don't last tough people do and i think that in every adverse situation there's a there's a positive and there's a silver lining at the end um 
So, you know, what we're, we're going to make the best of it, of a tough situation. The ones that can make the adjustments uh, in life are the ones that are going to be most successful, not only in basketball, but just in everyday life. So I feel like up until this point, we've made the adjustments that we've needed to. And I, I don't see it being any different now with this pause uh, that, that, that we're dealing with. Um, and obviously to march down the march down the track and get ready for the second half of, of the SWAC season and obviously get ready for um, hopefully postseason play. Um, because I think we've got a really strong team and got a chance to, to, to have a really, really solid season. So we're looking forward to it. Um, we're just a little disappointed now, but, but we do feel like it's going to be some positive that come out of this situation. And coach, uh, you know, playing as you play seven guys, a lot of minutes there. So it could actually help their legs, you know, be fresher down or down the road because you kind of run those guys a, a lot out there. So those seven top guys <laughs> you have, I mean, I know it sucks right now, but hey, you get down to it, you might have a little bit more left than you usually would is that come March there. Yeah, I've known to be a bit of a taskmaster. I probably would have been uh, that, that that Lou Gossett on uh, Officer and the Gentleman, that tough drill sergeant that pushes everybody, pushes buttons, but really try to get the most of them. So you're right. I think they're going to have a chance to kind of get rejuvenated. We know we're actually adding a couple pieces to uh, loss, which is really good. Two quality players. Fate Williams, who's been out, um, you know, with injury, all of conference, hyperextended knee. Uh, when we get back to the floor, he'll be there. Eric Hester is a young man that transferred in from uh, Tallahassee Community College by way of the University of Florida. He played there as a freshman, uh, and he's just gotten eligible here uh, last week. So those are two quality players that we're going to add. Uh, so I think that'll help them kind of get a little bit more acclimated, get a little bit more practice time before we get back to the floor. But as you mentioned, uh, we do have a short rotation. We do play uh, seven or eight guys quite a bit of minutes. So it's going to give them an opportunity to kind of catch their breath um, you know, rest a little bit, uh, not a lot, but rest a little bit because we're still able to uh, to practice. Several of our guys are able to practice, um, you know, that, 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 that are within the, the, the time limit of their of their protocol and their COVID testing. Uh, so I do think when we get back out, I think we'll be a fresh group. And I think that down the stretch, I think we're going to be, uh, I think we're one of the top contenders, uh, not not making any predictions, but I do like our chances going down the stretch that we can uh, we can be one of the last teams standing at, at the end and, and have a chance to get an NCAA tournament. <laughs> Have a big three guard rotation. I love of Cam, Juwan, and Jeremiah. Tell us about those three young men that you have out there running the guards for you, man. Because they play really well every night for you. They're shooting threes, defending like crazy, you know, causing trouble, pushing the ball for you guys. So tell us about those three young men you got there, Cam, Jeremiah, and Juwan. There. Well, I'll speak about the uh, uh, Juwan first because he's the he's actually a returner. A lot of people don't realize that. Uh, and just to kind of show you the, the type of players that we've had and the type of talent that we've had over the past few years, uh, Juwan had to take a red shirt last year because he just he wasn't one of our better players uh, at the wing position. We obviously had the player of the year, Devontae Patterson. We had Gerard Andrews, uh, Chancellor Ellis. So we had guys at his position that he just at that time, you know, he wasn't um, better than those guys, to put, to put it bluntly. But he worked really hard. Um, when he went, went back home uh, in the summertime, he, he decided to come back, which I was proud of that because a lot of kids, if they don't play in this day and age, it's a, if I don't play right away, uh, I don't have success right away. I'm, I'm in the transfer portal. Oh, yes. So I'm proud that he able he just sucked it up and manned up and just went back and continued to work on his game. He came back in with a, with a really positive attitude. He's worked really hard and he's, he's been very productive for us. So really proud of that young man. Jeremiah Gambrell um, is the young man that I've known since the sixth grade. I've had a relationship with him. Um, you know, I've actually worked with him uh, when he was back in middle school, just kind of, you know, in Houston, you know, um, he and his dad and I work out at the same gym. So I've known him for a long time. Great family, unbelievable young man. 
um, went to Western Kentucky, had some injuries and didn't really get a chance to play as much as he wanted. Felt that coming back closer to home uh, would be beneficial because he's extremely close with his family. Uh, just a dynamite player. Jeremiah's got three years to play for us. Uh, I think he's one of the better shooters in our conference. I think he's got a chance to be an all-conference player, if not this year, definitely in years to come. Uh, he's, he's someone that, that, uh, that's going to have a big impact in, in, in our conference and especially with our team, uh, but just got the best attitude uh, of, of almost any of our guys. Easy to work with, very coachable, very team-oriented, great in the locker room, great around campus. Uh, so really excited about um, his impact and what he's going to bring moving forward. Uh, last but not least is Cam Mack, the notorious Cam Mack. Um, Cam is uh, Cam is actually a next-level kind of player, to be honest with you. I mean, he was bounced around a little bit. Uh, you know, sometimes it's all about the fit. It's never been about Cam's talent. I think it's really been about Cam getting into an environment where he fit that helped him, um, you know, not only physically, but emotionally, mentally. I think that, you know, we've been able to develop a good rapport with Cam, connect with him. I think Cam believes in our staff. Uh, and I think that's really important, you know, Boston. And first and foremost, when you're dealing with these student athletes, the believe in is the thing that comes first. They have to believe in you as a man oh, yes. uh, and what you're selling as a staff. The buy-in is second, you know, the system and how you play. That's second. That's secondary. You got to get the believe in first. I think Cam believes in what we're doing and how we are, that we actually care about him. I'm not saying that other institutions, other places he's been, they didn't care, but I think it was more just about him getting a fit. Now the basketball part comes easy for Cam. Um, Cam, I always, I'm always on him along uh, all the time about getting in that weight room. Uh, it's more than just talent, Cam. If it's just about talent, balls, Cam Mack can play anywhere in the country and can be a starter in any program in the country. I think he's got that type of talent. I think he's got that type of upside. I think Cam has a future in this game beyond Prairie View if he wants to put the work in and then start doing some of the other things, you know, the weights, the nutrition, the uh, being in the gym, just, you know, hours at a time, the Kobe Bryant way, you know, just continuing to try to be better today than you were yesterday. If Cam can adopt that, uh, the sky's the limit for him. I think right now uh, he's an elite player, one of the better players in our league, one of the best players that we've had at Prairie View at the point guard position since I've been there, and this is my fifth year. So I can go on and on about him, but really happy to have him and just uh, – just excited to get back on the floor and just see how far we can go with this group. But I'm, I'm definitely blessed as a coach to be able to work with quality young men who bring it every day, take care of their academics uh, and just good citizens, uh, you know, out, out in our society each and every day. Well, coach, Cam needs a guy like you because that's why I feel like he's a great fit because, you know, you, you're going to be on him and giving me – see, you're real and transparent. See, you know, you and I both know that some guys who portray real transparent are really not. But you Absolutely. you know with Byron Smith where, where, where you stay and always. So he needs that. And you do it to make him better and make all your guys better. Because so every you being a taskmaster is good because, you know, it's funny. I always got along better with my coaches who are more taskmasters. I did the one who kind of let me slack. So I've always found a taskmaster really cared more about me because he want to make me better, not let me just get complacent and comfortable. You're doing what, doing what I was doing. So I feel like I, your guys love you for that as well. Yeah. I appreciate that, boss. You're exactly right. I'm the same way. I came through that old school way of, uh, you know, of, of getting it and, 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 and getting the truth and just being, you know, how the young kids say today, being real with them. Uh, I think we as leaders, I think we as adults, I think we as uh, mentors, coaches, um, I, I think it's our job to give these young people the facts. Uh, the choice is theirs. But we have to give them the facts. We have to tell them what's real, what's temporary and, 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 and what's fake. Uh, and, and, and they take it and do with it what they want to do with it. Uh, cause my thing is I always say, I never want a kid to leave my program 
and uh, because this is the last stop before he goes out into manhood. If, even if this is a professional athlete or just going out to get a job at Walmart yes. or Amazon or wherever, uh, you know, you always want to let them know that, hey, be, you know, life's not easy. You're not going to have heaven on earth. You know what I mean? And you're, you're, you're in a blessed position to be where you are. Take it and make the most of it. But I never want a kid to say, come back and say, coach, man, yeah, you, you didn't tell me it was going to be like this. Yes, yes, we did. We did tell you. So you got you to have a head start. Uh, you have uh, a, a, a survival kit when you leave our program. Uh, I feel we're an extension of your family and your parents and telling you and reiterating, reinforcing the same things that they should have told you. Uh, so, you know, you're right. And, and we try to do that. And, and 99% of our kids, they respond to that. Uh, they still come back balls to our program. They still come back for homecoming. They come back to, in games, especially if they're close enough. Uh, and that makes me feel really good because it makes me feel that, you know, what we sold and what we told them was something that uh, that was true and that they're they're experiencing it in their everyday life. And you know, obviously in the workforce of becoming a husband, becoming a father, it's just so much that they're getting ready to, to take on. And we just want to make sure that they're prepared. And I feel really good about myself and our staff and our institution and our department that we do a pretty good job of um, helping these young men transition from boys to men. And coach, no, it's so funny for me coaches are the one who molded me coach you know for me it was Frank, mm-hmm. Frank, Frank, Frankie Allen Sal Alexander mm-hmm. who helped me in my mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. taught me off the record even Will, Will Jones we're close in age but he helped me as well <laughs> right so yeah. all these different guys through sports from five mm-hmm. years old Frank Allen's basketball camp five years old his basketball camps Tennessee State to, to now all these lessons I was taught as a young man have helped mold me to the man I am today to be a leader in my community and to be a good boyfriend a leader of mentor, a friend, a father figure, so many, many multiple kids that I don't have any kids myself, but I have a bunch of them in the community here in Atlanta. So I feel like, mm-hmm. like you said, the right coach, the right mindset with a coach helps you as a young man be a better community leader when you leave T- for TSU, for you, Prairie View, for you, and who, wherever else in the swag. So I feel like it's so important for a young men to choose a coach who really cares, who really wants to mold them beyond just doing, doing something for them. And which, I know you want to win games, but winning the game of life is more important, in my opinion, Coach. Absolutely. You're, you're, you're so right, uh, Boston. And I tell you, like that old saying, you know, we all live by it. You know, that takes a village to raise a child. Uh, and we're all extensions of uh, – of, 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 you know, of doing the right things and, and parents and things of that nature. So I'm the same way, you know, I've had a lot of people that have, uh, you know, had a lot to do with uh, my development, you know, as a young man, and I'm still learning and I still surround myself around people that are positive, that have been to places that I haven't gone uh, because I, I think it's beneficial. I think it helps. Um, you know, one of the things that I try to do, uh, you know, boss with my, with my young people is that I try to share my experiences. And I think when you do that, you can never be wrong. When you start giving opinions and giving advice, that's when you can kind of get yourself in a little bit of trouble. Well, coach, you told me this. No, uh-uh. I shared with you that when I was your age or when I went through this similar experience that you're talking about, this is kind of how I handled it. Uh, and, 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 and it, it kind of, it kind of, it's, it's, it's positive, but it kind of keeps you from, you know, putting yourself in a tough spot because like I said, when you give opinions and advice, sometimes it can kind of go against you, but we just try to share our experiences and, uh, and thankful that we've been able to go through some things and have deal with some adversity and come out on the other side of it and be in a position where you can kind of give back. Cause it, what it is, is all just by giving back. You know, you just named some, some very in, impactful people, you know, the coach Alexander's and uh, you know, Frankie Allen's and, and obviously Will Jones is on his way to looks like stardom. Uh, you know, you named some, some, some really impactful people. And I had some of those same people in my life. So I want to be that. I mean, I want to be a pillar. Uh, I want to be uh, someone that they can look back and, 
they can mention my name. Not that he won championships or he did this and that, but he told me some things that uh, that, that that resonated with me. And 10 years down the track, I, I, I thought about what Coach Smith said. And you know what, Coach, you know, you were, you were exactly right. Some of the things you said to me, man, are, you know, really happening in my life right now. And that's, that's when you know you've done a, a good job and you've been able to reach that young person. And, Coach, you know, for me, going to Nashville and similar towns since to see my mother, you know, getting to meet Carlos Rogers, Anthony Mason, you know, <laughs> Monty Wilson, and have these guys still be in my life years mm-hmm. later because of mm-hmm. going to see my mother and similar times in, in Nashville for basketball and Frankie Allen's camp. I met all these players. Right. And, and mm-hmm. I didn't go to TSU because of that. It's, that's why I went right. there because of right. going as a kid, leaving Atlanta, go see my mom summertime. I didn't go to school right. here in Georgia. No, I could have. Right. I chose to go right. there because I was used to that campus as from a uh-huh. five-year-old on up. So just mm-hmm. even going to basketball camps, which I, I saw mm-hmm. my new, but that mm-hmm. started me on my path, Coach, to being in, in sports and media after college. So I feel like it all works. It's all a cycle, Coach. It all has a purpose. Anything you do, Coach, even as a five-year-old, my mother's mm-hmm. vision for me had a purpose then. Absolutely. It's funny you say that. You know, I we didn't, I grew up in Bossier City, Louisiana, so it's the, the real country, if you will. Uh, but I, uh, I went to the University of Houston, but uh, when I was in the eighth grade, I think eighth or ninth grade, um, you know, I was watching, you know, a team that was pretty dynamic that, uh, you know, everybody was ranting and raving about. It was Phi Slamma Jamma uh, at the University of Houston. And they had Clyde Drexler and, you know, Michael Young, the great Akeem Olajuwon, you know, and Alvin Franklin, all those guys. But it was so funny that when I came to the University of Houston, you know, I looked up to those guys so much as an eighth, ninth grader, 10th grader, wanted to be what they were. And then I ended up, I was ended up being surrounded by these guys. Ended up coaching my first coaching, Division One coaching job was on Clyde Drexler's staff at the University of Houston. Michael Young uh, is still like a big brother to me right now, uh, was in my wedding. Um, you know, he and I spent so much time together, um, you know, and we're still extremely close. So, you know, just, you know, like you said, the Carlos Rogers and Anthony Mason, seeing those guys at a younger age than what I saw Clyde and Mike, but just, you know, those guys made me wanted to be a, a Houston Cougar, wanted me to, you know, that was my dream school. Everybody wants to go to LSU growing up in Louisiana, but, the University of Houston was my dream school to go to. And I was blessed, um, you know, by the grace of God to get an opportunity to do that and just come in contact with these people, the greats back then, and, and just how they inspired me and had a huge impact on my basketball life. And then obviously getting to, getting to know these guys and spending time around them as young men, definitely got some great life lessons from those guys. Uh, and, they, you know, they're a little bit older than I was, but they were, they were mentors to me, uh, you know, in my late 20s. Uh, early 20s as a player and then late 20s when I was around those guys working with them on the staff and it's the same thing that we're trying to do right now it's what it's, it's, it's just takes a village but just being able to have an impact you know a few words that you may say you, you don't know if that's the difference in a young person going the right way or not going the right way so you know we have a tremendous responsibility uh, and we don't always know that people are watching young people are watching you know our move almost our every move so we have to be an outstanding example a shining light uh, and be a picture of consistency for these young people so they can uh, not necessarily go out and be like you, but maybe some of what you have done will impact them and they can get out and be productive in society. And, and once we do that again, I feel I feel the job is done uh, with that particular young man. You got that right, Coach. I told Coach, I got out of time, I said, Coach Allen, I remember you told me I was seven years old, Coach, and I still remember <laughs> this stuff to this day. He's like, you remember that? I said, yes, I do. That's how much impact it had on me as a seven-year-old, seeing you Absolutely. every summer, spending weeks with you every summer. I learned mm-hmm. a lot, you know. So for mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. I love being around basketball and football because it taught me so much, Coach. And I'll tell right. you this. I'll tell you this, too. It taught me about different cultures because being in the hood of Atlanta, I didn't see white people. So playing chapel, right. 
baseball, <laughs> I got to meet white kids, Hispanic kids, Asian kids, because mm -hmm. I just wanted to win and go leave, leave, leave the hood for a weekend, keep playing baseball. I didn't care about who color and race. I just wanted to win the game. Right. I love my dad, but I wanted to get out of the hood for the weekend and go travel. Yes. <laughs> so Absolutely. it's like sports is just, just such a great vehicle to teach you about mm -hmm. life and culture and diversity mm -hmm. of all kinds. It is. I mean, it's, uh, it, you know, and it, it's, it's just so it breaks down all racial barriers. I, I'll, I'll be very blunt and just say that, you know, because it brings sports brings all walks of life together. You know, different socioeconomic groups, black, white, Latin, Hispanic, Asian. It just doesn't matter. And when you're out there competing and you have the same goal, nothing matters. How much money you have, what type of car, what type of house. None of that stuff matters. You're focused on that one particular goal. And then, you you know, the more you're around that person, you start to realize that, you know what, just because a kid may have more than you, everybody's dealing with the same thing. We're all trying to make it. We're all trying to make baseball or football or basketball or track or whatever the case may be. We're all trying to make it, uh, you know, a, a part of our, uh, you know, our, our everyday life. We want to do it. We want to see how far we can go with it. You know, so everybody's sharing the same bond. Everybody's sharing the same goal. You develop a bond. Um, and, and I think that's the one thing. Sports is so pure. I mean, there's, there's politics in it and things like that when it comes to the hiring phases and things like that and trying to make it to the NBA. There's things that come into it. But when you're young and you're being molded, uh, again, it breaks down all racial barriers. It's a great point you make. And, and it did that for me, too. It's taken me all over the world as a, as a former professional player and, you know, Australia and Greece and Turkey, so many different places. And, you know, it, it, it just makes it so easy to be able to get to know someone, to be able to acclimate. Uh, because nothing else matters than, than when you're out there participating in that particular sport. It's a beautiful thing. And uh, I've, I've got, you know, again, I'm a little, little bit like you in Bossier City. It was a pretty kind of a, a segregated area. I'm probably, I think I'm a little bit older than you are. Uh, pretty segregated uh, area where everybody kind of stuck to their particular groups, but sports brought that out. And when I left Louisiana, I, I didn't have a lot of experience in dealing with you know, uh, multiple races and things like that. But the more that I did, the more I stayed with the game and got a chance to travel and do things. Uh, you know, some I've got I've got some really good relationships in all walks of life and all different nationalities, and I feel really good about that. Because in the true essence of being a Christian, that's what it's all about. You know, lo love see no color. Racism it kills all of us. It hurts all of us. And obviously, right now, um, you know, not not to preach, boss, but we're we're in a very sensitive racial climate good, right coach? now, where a lot of things are going on right now. But I, I do know that um, you know, um, as an athlete, uh, I still think that we're unified, and from the professional level to the college level to AAU high school, you know, that stuff doesn't bother us. You know, we don't get into that. You know, and that, that that's a beautiful thing. So sports is a tremendous platform uh, for us to be able to get out and to be able to help and to be able to you know, make this world a better place. Uh, I think that's why it's such an emphasis on sports. Obviously, there's a lot of money involved in it, but I just think that, you know, we we all have a platform. You know, you and your role, me and my role, you know, the, the LeBron Jameses, you know, the uh, you know the, the Patrick Mahomes, you know, the Tom Brady's. I mean, everybody that's in, in, in a sports forum right now, you know, they've got a tremendous voice. Um, and I think this country has leaned on, on, on athletes and sports a lot uh, to be able to help us get through some tough times. I feel real good to be part of the sports, the sports culture. I feel really good and I'm going to do all that I can to make it better uh, and then continue to put out some good work and, uh, and, and, and spread love, you know, instead of hate and, and dissension and, and malice, you know, just, just, just to try to make this place a better, a better world for us to live in. Uh, and and I, I think it's just a beautiful thing that the sports uh, has a huge, huge, huge part in, 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 our, in our world right now today.
And coach, we're so blessed because for you and I both growing up in, in marginalized environments. For me, I grew up two miles from Clark Atlanta University at Morehouse and then Morris Brown. So I'm in the shadows mm -hmm. of the Georgia Dome and the, the Omni. And I could never mm -hmm. afford to go to the Omni or the Georgia <laughs> Dome to watch the Falcons, the Falcons play a game or the Braves right. turn, turn the field. But now, mm -hmm. through the grace of God and my hard work and dedication, I can go cover those teams, go there whenever I whenever I want to. But when I was a child, right. my dad couldn't afford to take me. And I'm right here. I can mm -hmm. throw a rock at it, you know? Right. So the, right. the, just the blessings of God, how the, the essence of this hard work and dedication, and just really having that want to. And want to succeed no matter what is thrown at you for you and mm -hmm. myself. As an example, for a lot of listeners and your players and my people around, my, 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 my little mentees I have here in Atlanta, that we can, even though we have grew up in, quote, unquote, not so great environments, we still mm -hmm. overcame it and were successful in our craft mm -hmm. and, and in what we mm -hmm. wanted to do with our lives, and which is to make a difference and be service to people. Absolutely. I mean, that, that's a great point that you make. And, and that's the thing that, that part of the responsibility of, of where we are now, where I am now, is to, tell, is to share that with young people, uh, as many people that, that will listen that, you know, it's, it's not always where you start. It's kind of where you finish, where you end up. Uh, set your goals high. Uh, and some of the things that you that you you may dream about right now can become a reality if you do the right thing and if you take care of your your academics if you take care of your uh, you know working as hard as you possibly can and whatever it is that you choose to do it can be basketball football it can be tennis it could be hockey whatever the case may be put your best and try to be the best at it uh, you know and I share that with all kids and live right you know and you haven't truly lived until you've helped someone else be a blessing to someone you know when people see you coming they got a smile on their face as opposed to when you're leaving you know all these things matter. And you know what, if you, if you do all those things, you work hard and you, you keep God first. Uh, once again, the things that you dream about as a kid and you say, man, I wish, I wish that can become a reality. It can, it can happen. It's happened for you and you're sharing your story right now. And it's, hap it's happened for me on several different fronts. And I still think that there's more for us out there. So you and I have to continue to be positive and continue to try to share our experiences and to try to help impact these young people the best that we possibly can. And coach, you know, people ask all the time, coach. Why would you interview a SWAT coach or a MEAC coach or whatever? I said, because I'm a black man in America. They need a platform. <laughs> because Absolutely. if I don't cover you all, who else going to do it? Because you all, who, who here, which we used to talk about today, sharing our stories about our backgrounds, who will ever cover you like we're, we're doing today with, with no commercials, no hard outs, to, <laughs> just to talk about it freely? Uh, you know, so right. this platform is to help black coaches, black schools, black men hear our stories because, no, coach, you know this. They only cover us when something bad happens. You, you, you know uh, that. That's true. Right. <laughs> you know, true. If, if it was a scandal or something bad, yeah. there'll be yeah. a Prairie, Prairie View, Tennessee State, Tennessee yeah. Southern, Mississippi mm -hmm. Valley State, whatever. As long as so, mm -hmm. if something's good happening, we don't care. So I want to be the platform that even a random February day, Black History Month, still talk to Coach Smith because I want to hear about Prairie View and talk about life with him. Because that's, that's why I do it, Coach. People ask me all the time, yeah. why? You just cover the Hawks, the Braves, but I have a bigger calling. So put right. my, I'm an HBCU graduate. I want to put yeah. you, give you all a platform where you know it's safe yeah. and secure. You can, you can talk freely about your program and share your stories without bias and, and without narrative. You know what I'm saying? That's a beautiful thing. And I, I appreciate you. I always appreciate you for having me. And it does give me a platform. It's helping me grow in this business as well. I mean, I've got a lot to learn. I think we've accomplished quite a bit at Prairie, but I, I, we have a ways to go. Uh, uh, and I think I've still got a lot to learn. It's kind of that mentality, you know, I don't, and I don't look at it in a negative way, but I always tell people that, you know, no matter where you go, how high you go, um, always send the elevator back down for someone else. And that's kind of what you're doing now in the, in, in, at the platform that you have, not saying that we're on the bottom, it could be you could be on the 12th floor 
and I'm on the 11th floor, but send the elevator back down to the 11th floor, you know, to, 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 to help somebody. So, you know, if we all stick to that and if we all, you know, um, if that becomes, you know, who we are and that becomes not just our words, but becomes our mindset, I think we're going to continue to thrive. And I think things are going to get better for us uh, as a people. Uh, and not just color. It's not always about color. It's, it's, it, you know, you got, you got some Hispanic people out there that, uh, that, that are trying to make, uh, you know, uh, have an opportunity to move, you know, to the, to be a minority coach, you know, in the NFL, the NBA, you know, you've got, uh, you know, people from Europe, you know, it, it's, it's more than just us as black people. It's just the next person. It's the next man up, you know, each one, teach one, uh, extend a hand to your brother. Cause we're all God's people. And I can say yes, once again, he doesn't see, he doesn't see color. I mean, he doesn't see color. He made all of us in his image and his likeness. And um, he doesn't favor anyone over the other. Sometimes society, you know, they give their own version of it and they, and they write, they, they write their own uh, truths and things like that. But oh, yes. according, according, according to the book that you and I read, you know, the, the Bible, you know, God, God's not into that. You know what I mean? And he's into everybody. Uh, he loves all of us. We're all his children. He wants the best for all of us. So if we we will continue, uh, you know, and not just let this time right now, boss, be, a, uh, I say, not just let it be a, mo a, a moment, but let it be a movement in terms of, you know, positivity and trying to help. If this oh, will yes. continue 10, 15, 20 years down the track, you know, I don't know, maybe I may not be around to see it, but, you know, my children will and, and their children will. And, and it, it, this, this world can just be a, a better place because I, I think there's room for it to be better. And my, my hope and prayer is that it will. It will continue to improve and it'll be a better place in the end. And, Coach, I'll say this openly. I, I've had to fight, you know, uh, people above my head about who I have on my show because of they wanted me to only cover certain things. And I, No, right. ain't going to happen because, Coach, I'm going to tell you what happens. Right. I own the content. You just, <laughs> you just play it on your station, but right. I give you the content. So you don't tell me tell me who I want to have on my show. So so that's yeah, why it's I like, like that. I so, like that. So like so <laughs> so you make it you make a phone call. Why don't you talk to X Y Z A? Because I want to. Is that gotcha. you? You just play the show. You don't own the content I do. So I can talk Absolutely. to Byron Smith, whoever I talk to, and I want to do it. So that's why, mm -hmm. I Coach, I don't forget where I came from and who I need to cover because the little guy's important because Absolutely. they have ESPN for, for the big guys. But mm -hmm. I don't want the Swatty Lawson shuffle, nor the, the, the MIAC right. or the Absolutely. OVC. I want everybody to have a shot. And if, it's, mm -hmm. if I'm the con conduit forward, and God gave me this mm -hmm. platform to do it. I'm on you. Mm -hmm. I'm serving you guys. It's not about me. It's about you guys and your programs. Young men need to hear about your programs. This just show goes globally now, Coach, because mm -hmm. the digital platforms on demand it goes beyond right. our, our affiliates now. It's global. Right. So absolutely, a kid may hear it three weeks from now. Byron mm -hmm. Smith's a great guy. I'm looking for right. now. So, Coach, absolutely, all work yourself out. And God's mm -hmm. the technology that God's given us in this world, man. Yes, it's amazing, mm -hmm. Coach. <laughs> absolutely it is absolutely absolutely and coach last one for you man before you go today man mm -hmm. as you are black history month uh, what's been your message to your players about black history month and they're really um uh, teaching about different figures and little, little known facts here how's that been for you guys so far is something you're gonna keep on doing as, as the month progresses teaching your guys about the history of the, their history of being in prayer preview down there in Wal Wal well you County. know yeah, I know, right? Yeah, boss, I appreciate it. You know, yeah, I, I'm a I'm a black historian. You know, and Black History Month is every month for Byron Smith. You know, and I'm always talking about uh, the pioneers and the pillars 
you know, of life, not just in sport, you know, but, but I'm always talking to them about, you know, some of my heroes, you know, Muhammad Ali, Julius Irving, uh, you know, the, the, those are young, those are, excuse me, people that impacted me at, at a very young age and, 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 and helped to shape and mold me into the person, um, you know, that, that, that I am today. Uh, and just with the, from a confidence standpoint and believing in myself and things of that nature, that's what I got from those guys, how to carry yourself with Dr. J and be able to articulate, be able to, um, you know, be a person that people wanted to hear from and things like that, because he had a positive message and things like that. So, you know, um, for me, every month is Black History Month, and I'm always sharing with these guys and just trying to educate them and get them to turn their computers on. And, and I always usually give them someone to look up, you know what I mean? And it's not a modern day, guys. Usually someone probably at or before they were born uh, just to try to give them a broader perspective uh, as to, you know, what this deal is all about. And, and some of the people that have kind of laid the foundation, not only your coach, but laid the foundation for you, for you your parents, things of that nature. So uh, I think that's important. So we, we continue to talk. We continue to try to educate. We continue to try to teach. Uh, the game of basketball, is that's what we're there to do. Uh, but, but more importantly, the game of life and just give them some nuggets that would, they'll be able to take out into uh, to the real world when this ball stops bouncing because it's going to stop bouncing probably a lot sooner than what, than what they realize. They all think they're going to the NBA. I hope that they do, but they all think they're going to the NBA and tell me there's only 420 jobs, you know, and you got millions and millions from everywhere that are trying to compete for it, oh, but the yes. ball's going to stop bouncing. But when it does stop bouncing, life doesn't stop bouncing. You don't stop bouncing. You're able to bounce into something else and transition into life. So I think where you came from is a big part of, of where you're going and knowing who you are, knowing who's you, who you are and whose you are are so, so, so important. So yeah, we continue to teach and share, inspire, um, and make, make these people aware of things that I think are important to where they are today and where they're going, uh, because we can't always count that they're gonna pick up, uh, you, know, uh, you know, certain books and read things like that or, or do research, but, but, but we're always trying to do that for them. So yeah, we'll, to answer your question, we'll continue to try, to try to share as much as we possibly can about some of our leaders, some of the greatest people in the world are the African-American people. Uh, so we want them to know about that and uh, all of them that didn't dribble a basketball either, which is really important. Oh, yes. Coach, share what you're pleased about Robert Church, the man who saved Memphis. Tell them about Robert Church. They, they'll love that story of Robert Church. I got you. Okay. Yeah. Robert Church. I, I'm, I'll make note of that. I'm sharing that with my interns right now, uh, next week, about okay. Robert Church. Okay. So they, they can be able to hear, okay. oh, Rob, yeah, that's your project, interns. Robert Church is weird. It's your project. We used to the social project, you. Robert Church. So, Coach, yeah, thank you for I'm your... do that. Yes, Coach. Coach, thank you for your time as always. I was going to catch up with you, Coach. I wish your players the best of luck and you all getting healthy real soon, man. I'll be cheering for you as always, man. Ball's always a pleasure, man. You're a quality guy. And anytime you, uh, you know, need me, just give me a holler. I, I really enjoy spending time in, 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 on your show, okay? Sure will, Coach. Thanks so much, buddy. Be safe now. Take care. You too. All right.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.